Welcome, everybody, for our fireside chat here with StakeDAO. Um, Hatashi, thanks so much for having us. Amazing, man. Glad man. to be here. Yeah, so um, we're going to dive deeper into our partnership, talk a lot about StakeDAO. But before we get into it, all that good stuff, um, Hatashi, why don't you introduce yourself and, and tell us a little bit more about you? For sure. Um, so, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a core contributor at StakeDAO been there since the since the beginning pretty much um so mainly working on the product side um and and yeah general i guess like fireman like if something if something needs to be done i tend to put my hand up whether whether that's stupidly or 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 otherwise and yeah just just kind of help out um so really enjoying myself uh, i think it's been over a year now but the contracts have been live for just under a year so we've got our anniversary coming up in about a month. I don't know if it's too early to drop alpha or not, but we've got some uh, got some special things planned for our first first birthday. It's never too early for alpha. Never, never <laughs> too early. And you know, uh, so whatever you want to share with us. <laughs> no, actually, no. Actually, it's better. Don't share it now. Wait until this thing is done, and then give us the invites to whatever awesome <laughs> event you guys are planning. I, I will say okay, that. Okay. that you you and your crew do host some of the best parties, so I'm assuming that for this uh, year anniversary, uh, a party is in store. Yeah. Hey, have you been speaking to someone? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How you guys talk yourselves like, I like underground whiskey tastings. Like, whiskey hey man, you know this is. I mean, actually, like huge shout out to to there's um there's a contributor called M. And a few of the the other people who like organize all of that, and they've you know just huge shout out to them. They've done a spectacular job, and yeah, it's uh, it's bigger and better every time. So I'm I'm excited, and I'm sure you guys will be pleasantly surprised for the next stuff that's coming. That's awesome. I, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little jealous. Uh, Benjamin <laughs> got one of those wrecked hats. <laughs> Uh, before and i'm like yeah that, that is fucking amazing and i, I came back with it the newspaper with the hat with the yeah. sticker yeah so you know, you know you, so like um wrecked is uh obviously like its own project right but what's uh yeah. what's going on is like they have these nft like ticket things so you can you can get one of those it's pretty cheap it's like uh 0.01 eth i think uh and and redeem them like permissionlessly completely anonymously and you get all of that like delivered to you plus some like perks um i did it uh, i've done it oh, okay. a few times now yeah i'd recommend i'd recommend it it's like really high quality stuff and like i like framed the newspaper and now i've got it hanging in my room um but yeah you should uh you should you should check that out for sure i think in terms of like merch for steak dow as well the the stuff has really taken like a a level up We've got some really, really cool stuff coming for the new, um, for the next kind of conferences and perhaps even like a redeem feature. Um, so yeah, you guys might might know about like the palace where users can essentially like stake some tokens and you earn some points. Um, so like mm -hmm. imagine if you could use those points for like community gated kind of rewards. Wow, like that's real crazy. physical NFTs and, and, and yeah, so so there's some like cool stuff definitely coming. Um and yeah, glad 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 you liked it, Ben. I think we can sort <laughs> you out as well though. No worries. We don't want anyone to be excluded. No, no it's no, it's yeah. fine. It's it's uh it's something I wear with a lot of pride within the team, he, you know. He, he did. He was like, no. <laughs> 
not anyone can get these hats. It's like only exclusive, like friends. Oh, okay, uh, friends okay. can get the hats. <laughs> this is like you got it's FOMO, man. <laughs> it, it, was, it was. It was a hell of FOMO. But I'm assuming that that swag was not the reason why you really got into crypto. Um, what was what was that thing or what was that one one little piece that you know swip, uh, flipped the switch in your mind? Yeah. So actually, it's quite funny. So um, this I, it was it was like a complete side thing. My um, it was not my main focus at all. It was kind of like a de-stress sort of thing. So. Previously, before I got like full time into crypto, I used to travel quite a lot for like my tradi job. Um, so I ended up being in airports quite a lot. And, you know, those were the only kind of times which I had alone to myself. So one of my friends like recommended to de-stress what might be cool is like just kind of mess around on, on paint or like, you know, one of these like drawing softwares on your laptop. Um, and I ended up starting doing that and I actually minted some NFTs like this was before like the whole craze and you know people were making like millions off of NFTs or whatever it was just like a fun thing to do um so I like started minting stuff on Rarible and eventually I came across Julian like it was so weird because it was just this guy who's clearly been in the space for many many years he's got like 20,000 followers or whatever um and i was just like ended up messaging him connecting over the internet and that's that's actually how i got like really deep into crypto um and started working for the dow and kind of transitioning more from the stuff i used to do like officially as my job uh in in state dow like officially so that's that's actually how i got started um just like memes and and paint microsoft paint <laughs> pretty much I actually I love it because you got you started that to de-stress, and then oh, you got yeah. into the crypto world. <laughs> you, yeah, was, yeah, exactly. I did a little bit of like forty chess with myself, really. <laughs> you rugged yourself. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, honestly, even though even though sometimes it does feel like, and I'm sure you guys have this too, that we're working twenty four seven. I don't think there's any other place where you can get such like instant feedback um which helps you like deliver better products and also like instant gratification as well right like you deploy something into prod and instantly it's got like 20 million tvl or 25 million tvl and you're just like wow um there's like nowhere else in the world which is which is like this um so yeah as much as it's stressful uh, i don't think that i'd giving it up anytime soon yeah man i i definitely agree with you the timelines are very different <laughs> in crypto i think it used to be like you know a traditional world is two weeks maybe a month well yeah, like, like, and, and you get that yesterday yeah like there's there's so much so much and now it's just like okay uh, you just press the button and it's go it's go time exactly exactly so uh, how did how did you guys get into crypto yeah i mean we we both have very different i think introductions to crypto uh both been in the space for a while i i personally got in because my brother was very into crypto and he was always bugging me like, hey, you got to, you know, you got to check it out. You got to buy Bitcoin, buy Ethereum. And so mm -hmm. eventually we, we ended up doing a startup like early on, some infrastructure stuff. Um, oh, okay. And yeah. And when he said buy, did you buy? Well, I was a student. I didn't have <laughs> any money. Uh, <laughs> but as soon as I got a job, like it became my RRA and I just started dumping money into ETH. Um, yeah best decision i've ever made uh yeah nice 
for myself, uh, it was two hackathons. Uh, I was I was a math major, and uh, I would go around to a different, like a couple different hackathons around the U.S. And then mm -hmm. I went to one. It was Money 2020 in 2014, uh, and I was introduced to a company called Blockchain.com. They had an API that we could uh, fiddle around with. Um, and through that, that's when I was really kind of, uh, I dived a little bit deeper into BTC. Also BTC okay. was, yeah, BTC was, Bitcoiner, uh, what can I say? So the thing was, is like, uh, the founder of Silk Road, uh, Ross, he actually went to my university and All right, right. yeah, my university doesn't oh, like talk okay, about cool. it, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so there was a lot of, like, there was a lot of talk about him going to jail btc silk road yeah like, yeah yeah all of that's super amazing so let me uh <laughs> yeah if you got arrested let me let me do that let me, uh, yeah man you've, uh, you've yeah. hit a lot of keywords like if you wanted the cia to monitor the school you've you've got it we've got we got our fbi agents now yeah, right for real we got a couple of say hi guys <laughs> <laughs> um yeah <laughs> and so that's how i got in and then just from there just continued to throw more money at stuff uh, mindlessly and uh, you got down the rabbit hole project. yeah exactly yeah oh that's awesome man that's really cool yeah yeah i think i think now we're all very much DeFi natives and like couldn't see a world outside of that you know um yeah i open sometimes like my bank of america account and i'm like what's this where's my ledger <laughs> like yeah. how unsafe is this so glad to see we're all in the in the rabbit hole yeah, oh yeah i don't think i've checked my bank my actual bank account in a couple months yeah like yeah i don't even use it it's so so archaic but yeah, yeah exactly. moving, moving back to it um you know some people every i think everybody's heard of staked out before uh in some way or another uh if not staked out state capital or rec um could you go through i guess what staked out is and then i guess everything else that's in the kind of like stake umbrella Sure, sure. Um, so just starting with, with StakeDAO, essentially what we wanted to do was offer DeFi to everyone, right? So like prior to, I mean, obviously you had like the compounds, kind of like balancer, synthetics, all of these kind of things, which were slowly opening up the world of DeFi to, to everyone. But there was still like quite a lot of barriers. I mean, even like you can imagine what it's like today, like a year ago, it was even worse, right? Like getting into a strategy was so complicated. There weren't really like that many UIs. You had to like make sure your wallet was like set up a specific way and, and all of this like difficult stuff. Um, so StakeDAO was essentially designed just to make DeFi accessible for everyone. And that included things like offering the best yields um, as well as, you know, having kind of safer investments, so to speak, with like proof of stake delegation, so like you'll see we run like validators and stuff since the inception um we've had like a lot of new stuff come in obviously like innovations um such as like the option strategies which we've which we've been offering to let people hold uh, i guess you could say like blue chip assets such as like eth and btc uh, within the crypto space and get like um uh, almost like a free return on them right um mm -hmm. then the like the next stage was kind of like deploying an easy UI where people could ape into stuff like without having to use contracts or without having to do, you know, like too many different, I guess, clicks. 
um then it was like about like getting a dashboard so you could like monitor your portfolio um but one of the like really cool things i think when we really noticed some growth was understanding that the community likes to be taken on like a bit of a journey so that's when we started this process and and pioneered by julian was this whole idea behind like gamifying being involved in in like strategies right so it would be like okay i'm in this strategy um and it provides like more value to the dao than any other strategy so i should be rewarded for it so we built this concept of like the nfts which could let people um not only like invest but go on this like journey right so if you give to the dao the dao gives back to you so you have this nft then you get like boosted returns and you can like stake it somewhere and earn these points which you can use to like redeem another nft which gives you access to like a special strategy with really high apy that like you don't actually need to park any funds in you just get rewards for it like all of this kind of stuff um but at a really high level stake dao is just about ensuring that no one has to use like bank of america ever again right right that's that's like the way that i would describe it like bank of america or like jp morgan like whoever is like these wells fargo all these like retail banks no one ever has to use it again but at the same time incorporating all of the best stuff about cryptocurrencies and and blockchains in the sense of being permissionless um unstoppable and and accessible by everyone forever um yeah yeah and yeah, i mean there's a lot of topics we can get into like you know gas and all of this kind of different stuff which is now a barrier to entry um mm-hmm. but we we we're, we're kind of innovating a little bit more with you guys in particular like on polygon growing out so so everyone can use it basically no i i really love that i love that you guys are making it one easier for people to get into the space but then two you also have if i'm not mistaken uh, the staked out academy to make it easier for people to understand the space as well yeah man that's a that's a really good shout out actually so um This is uh, a couple of contributors that came together who were pretty new to the DeFi space. They had never actually, you know, learned about what it means to like ape into a strategy or whatever and they were like, "Hey, we need some resources." So they just started building out this like own internal wiki, which eventually turned into Academy, like StakeDAO Academy, right? So it's academy.stakedao.org and you can just go on there and there's a bunch of like really really basic stuff which I think a lot of us take for granted. right like even just like what is a smart contract like what is an rpc what is polygon like even even just stuff like that um and then it goes into like more advanced concepts such as like how to i think i think some of the new articles are about like how to hedge risk and like what is a call option what's a put option like all of these kind of stuff and it's part of getting more people involved and and comfortable with these like scary concepts which mm-hmm. otherwise are like reserved for you know like really advanced traders or or whatever else um and yeah okay, a bit of bit of alpha like there's there's this new concept again about like gamifying which is around learn to earn right mm-hmm. so like you learn you do a little quiz or you do like something else and you you get like rewarded for that right not not only like um your like internal growth and those kind of metaphorical concepts but like actual value that like, you get value delivered to your wallet for being smarter. Um so that's something which is coming out pretty soon. That's uh, pretty cool. That's that pretty cool. cool. And I love I love like learn to earn that has a ring to it. Learn to earn. Yeah, I've heard play to earn. I haven't yeah. heard learn to earn. It's better than stock to flow for sure. 
<laughs> that's for damn sure. No, but that's that's really cool because I think people already don't understand finance. So mm. you add in like the whole eclectic, you know, like the like the technology that comes with it, all the extra steps, the fact that like today DeFi doesn't have the best UI in the world um, mm. for like normies, right? Um, so that's pretty cool. Man, for sure. And you know, like one of the things I think because we're predominantly like Western educated, I think we take for granted a lot of these concepts, like even like basic economics, right? Or right. utilizing like a computer to, uh, I don't know, manage our like internet banking account. A lot of the people mm -hmm. that we see as well interacting particularly on side chains or L2s or whatever do come from backgrounds where they don't necessarily have access to even like an internet bank, right? Or a lot of funds mm -hmm. to deploy it. So for them, like all of these really basic concepts that we take for granted, they're not taught in school. They haven't learned through just like needing to do it for life. So I think it's a, it's a really important point of actually achieving this like altruistic goal that crypto is truly for everyone and not just, you know, like us who are realistically the 1% out of the entire yeah. world. Um, so yeah, no, I actually really appreciate you calling that out. Academy.stakedow is, is, is something which is really close to our hearts. And it's nice to see people actually know about it um and use it like <laughs> yeah we should yeah, do an definitely. article about cheeto and lending yeah that, that'd be pretty cool that'd be very very cool yeah we have sort of like a like an education committee but we haven't really done this whole uh, like learn to earn i think that's pretty yeah man awesome for sure like we have um we do like thought pieces as well as like more kind of official like wiki pieces and then we have mm -hmm. this podcast as well where we let like founders talk about um their project and what they're bringing onto DeFi, and it's like completely you know it's not like a shill kind of thing it's literally just like here's here's a platform and mm -hmm. and it lets our community kind of get involved with the broader DeFi DeFi ecosystem as well i think we should get you guys on there i'm not sure if you're already on there or not not yet but i think that'd be pretty cool that'd be dope i i, I love that that'd yeah 100 really cool. that'd be really cool i i know that you had mentioned a few different markets um that that you've seen that don't have access to like computers all that kind of good stuff what like what is your market or what's your target market here mm -hmm. yeah that's a that's a really good question actually this is something that we it's a question that we continuously come back to like what is our target market because it's fine starting with this broad goal of like DeFi for everyone but there's so many different categories which fit within that right like you like you rightly identified so in the beginning, we were aiming really for retail, right? Like we had very few strategies. We had like particularly like safe or like entry level crypto assets, right? Um, and we just offered strategies on like stable coins or ETH and BTC. Um, and we noticed actually we had quite a lot of users who uh, you could say like small tickets, right? Like under a thousand dollars or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. But I think what attracts a lot of people to crypto, particularly back then, was like this moon boy kind of, I started out with a thousand dollars and I've got like, I don't know, like a million in like 30 days. And you see this guy get like a bunch of Twitter followers and everyone's like, yeah, I can do it too. I got a thousand dollars. Like the, the mindset wasn't really like, okay, I'm going to stick my thousand dollars into like a curveball, which is going to yield me like 10, 15% a year, or even like 50, 80%. Like, I think a couple of our stablecoin strategies have like 130% or whatever. But as against like some rebasing coin, which is on like infinity APY, no one cares, right? Um, <laughs> right. So we, so we actually realized like 
these type of strategies, which were considered a little bit more more safe and providing like risk adjusted yield, were dominated by like bigger wallets. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas like the kind of more degen strategies, I mean, if you can call it that, we don't we order everything pretty nicely, but like the more kind of degen strategies were getting a lot of like smaller ticket wallets because there's this whole concept of like I can make it through crypto, which is one of the really beautiful things about it. Um, so we we slightly changed our strategy rather than focus on like users, we focused on providing different scenarios for people, right? So like one is this kind of like crazy high yield, which is based on the arbitrage strategy, which is like super safe, but because it's so special, in the sense I think it's getting like seven hundred percent APY or whatever. We wanted to reward those users who were most kind of bullish and and on the DAO and and were kind of putting their money to work in that sense. So like those that were providing LP for like SDTE. So we had DEX liquidity, those that were staking their SDT, being like active on governance forums, etc. Um, so we let them like mine this NFT for free. Um, so you just kind of park, like if you're staked in the Sanctuary, which is our like the native token staking contract, you get a yield distributed from the performance fees that we make. Um, but we built another contract on top of that where you could stake your tokens, continue earning a yield, but get these like in-game currency almost, like points. Um, inside, we call them Ellie points, or that's at least what I'm trying to push. And you can redeem those points for NFTs, and these NFTs act as like your access card into the arbitrage strategy and like other kind of special features on StakeDAO. Um, and those like points were designed in a way that smaller tickets could earn the points faster than like bigger wallets. Um, and we actually saw that like a lot of the NFTs are redeemed by people who have like really, really, uh, I guess like crypto relative to crypto, like quite small wallets. Uh, mm-hmm. And they get either like a, fr- a free NFT, which I think the floor was like four ETH or something, right? Uh, which would typically be like three, four times the guy's wallet or girl's wallet. And if you decide to keep that, you can, you can sell that NFT, but if you decide to keep it, you get this like crazy high yield on essentially nothing. Like you don't even have to do anything. Um, it's really cool. Julian basically made like, yeah, he from on like AVAX, he basically does a bunch of arbitrage and like a couple of our engineers are on there and they just generate yield. Um, and we just distribute this to users. But so like going back to who this was for, this was designed for like smaller tickets who were supporting the protocol, right? And then we have like more kind of passive strategies for when, let's say you have like turbulent times in the market, like loads of volatility or whatever, you want stable coins, right? Like Degen Spartan is all in stable coins. So this strategy is designed for him. Um, so we offer like a couple of different ways to generate yield, like the kind of vanilla curve pool, um, boosted yield through the curve, because obviously we're whitelisted on, on curve. Um, and then we have this like slightly more innovative thing where you can we essentially sell options to market makers and use that premium mm-hmm. to return a reward for our users um and this is kind of designed for those those users that might be holding eth btc rather than stable coins but they want to get like a return on them um and then as always we all have our like uh token which is like precious to us right like killer you were a bitcoin maxi i don't know if you still are uh ben i don't know maybe maybe you're like a, like a life maxi, maxi or whatever <laughs> yeah I, we're all state down maxi um and and like so 
So what you can do is, you know, delegate to our validators and get like our, luckily we found a sick DevOps team and now our validators are normally like top 10, top 20, like globally. Um, so yeah, like you guys can just, I don't know, say you've been accumulating since like 2015 on some random coin. Um, you can delegate it and participate in validating the blockchain and earn rewards. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of a little bit about what we offer. Um, and the next kind of narrative, which is becoming quite strong, I think at least in DeFi is this idea of, uh, voting power, right? As, as, as protocols are providing utility, their governance token is considered, uh, like an even stronger asset, not because of its like dollar value, but rather because of what you can, the influence that you can have. So, um, we've been like pretty active in this space and we're building out. Uh, a couple of new concepts which haven't actually been seen in DeFi, which enable users to, you know, hold on to and actually use that voting power uh, rather than just kind of, you know, like printing mm. free incentives. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, you know, that might be out pretty soon. I hope Julian's not watching this because I might get a bit <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. I didn't I, send him the link or anything, so kind of blocked him on Twitter too. Drop off, you know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> now it's pretty cool. I think uh, as you start to see all these kind of dApps launch cross-chain, voting has mm. become an issue, right? Because mm -hmm. like, at least for a lot of us that are not necessarily transacting on Ethereum a lot, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't want to go to Ethereum to vote, you know? <laughs> exactly. Love Ethereum, but it's just, I'm not going to pay thousands of dollars. I mean, even if voting is free, you're so right, like the bridging and stuff, right? Um, right. Yeah. And then there's this other concept of like, to be honest, being involved in governance is is hard, right? Like if I've got a hundred dollars worth of a, a token which has like two hundred million market cap, my hundred dollars isn't gonna make a difference. So one, why would I care? And two, like it's a lot of work keeping up with proposals, like you know, applying your mind to like I don't know, forecast ahead, like what's the best strategy, etc. So there's um yeah, what we're what we're building kind of takes into account these issues as well as cross chain. Um, and will hopefully provide a useful public good for for DeFi. That's awesome. I'm pretty, pretty excited. I, I heard hints of that earlier and um, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I might, I, might, I might have released a little bit too much alpha in my excitement, but we'll just, we'll just pretend. No, it's fine. We'll crop this out and then we'll post it like, <laughs> just by itself yeah. and we'll add Julian. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, I, so you, you guys are like building on, like, it sounds a little bit like you're in like beefy, right? Where you guys have these strategies, but like the ease of use of perhaps one of those CFI applications, like, I don't know, like Nexo, Celsius. Do mm -hmm. you guys ever mm -hmm. see yourselves like going into the CFI world, perhaps like custodial wallets? things more for like normies or man yeah. we're, um, we're already there <laughs> i mean some some like uh cfi applications you know utilize uh strategies um mm -hmm. in DeFi, and i'm not sure that it's like talked about too much i'm not sure what like the whole kind of thing is around there but obviously not everyone is gonna you know even download a metamask or like buy a ledger yeah. and, and ape into an unaudited smart contract like <laughs> that's uh that's only for the for the very brazen right um just saying we are we are like 
pretty audited, never been hacked, never been on Rec News. Um, that was a joke <laughs> for all of you out there. Um, but yeah, I think that is definitely in the picture and some steps have already taken to that, have been taken to that end. Um, particularly within, you know, like stablecoin returns and, and like, uh, I don't know, like offering, uh, what's it called? Like staking as a service. I think that's the term. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. certainly I think another thing is like, there's, uh, everyone's specialized in something, right? Like you guys are really good at lending. That's why a lot of people come to you lending. Like that's why we came to you for this, uh, having like a stable coin. Like we offer like strategies, which, you know, can offer like a safe return for everyone and they don't get hacked and all of this kind of stuff. Similarly, you have like these people who are registered in a jurisdiction in like United States, like Circle or, or someone like that. So they can provide this like KYC service to clients. Um, and on the back end, they might not know as much about like smart contracts or whatever. And and so this is where I think the entry point for someone like StakeDAO is going to be, yes, we service like DeFi, but we also provide like the backend infrastructure for for protocols to get a return. So those particularly within DeFi at the moment, we have like a lot of protocols utilizing our strategies and we've built out custom strategies for them with like fee sharing model, et cetera. Um, mm. But then we also have provide like the infrastructure for some some more centralized solutions, you could say, who provide like a front end and we do we do all of the 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 kind of like magic internet money stuff in the back end. I, I, I didn't understand that term. No, I've what, never heard of that term. What? I don't know what that is. <laughs> 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 I did have a question. Uh, who who's creating these strategies? On, like on the teams, like, what's that? Yeah, so we we have we have quite a few engineers actually. There's like, I I wouldn't say like any one person deploys like one mm-hmm. strategy. We have a we have a framework for deployment. So we have uh, this is one of the really cool things, right? Like we've tried to maintain a flat structure, so we don't just get involved from like the engineering side, but we also try and bring in people who might be like super close to the community, or they might be like researching stuff around uh, the latest like technologies or whatever, and and we try and feed them into like this ideation phase for new strategies. Um, mm. And then when it comes to like actually building them, we have we have like a, a pretty big team, I'd say, relatively speaking, for crypto. Um, and we go through like either pair coding or, or like a, just a bunch of us together working on a strategy, like reviewing it um, and going through stages where we actually like test it out and we try and like break it right or hack it ourselves um, yeah. just to make sure that, you know, we're comfortable. Um, and then let's say we're working with someone else or there's an opportunity to build on top with them. We'll partner with like other DeFi teams to make sure that the the code that's being deployed is like scalable, composable, and safe. Um, so by the time that it gets out to like the end user, it's already been through at least like 20, 30 different sets of eyes, right? Um, and yeah, that's that's kind of how we try and do stuff. Yeah, that's pretty good. I think internal testing is very key, right? Because sometimes yeah. you can audit it and nobody's going to know it as well as you do, right? So. That's definitely definitely and and like you know the as as you guys know like once you deploy something it's out there right and it's it's actually super stressful like de- development in this environment because you're uh, you're releasing something which people are going to park like millions of of dollars worth of funds into 
and it's like it's so scary like it's so scary so you have to be like absolutely sure that this thing yeah. isn't yeah. going to end up on rec news um yeah yeah you you read the cream stuff you read all the i mean i read wrecked religiously man. and uh i know it gets you nervous crazy. you know it's we insane like once a month just to get rid of the grays yes yes yeah. you know yeah. you don't, you don't want to lose people's money you know what i mean because a lot of people yeah exactly it's like their life savings right yeah so, man exactly exactly and like having said that like each hack is better for the space because it helps us grow but i just hope it's not like us that gets hacked i like in an ideal world i hope no one would get hacked right but mm-hmm. it's it's bound to happen when you have people like pushing the the boundaries of whatever's possible right i mean if there's if there's a honeypot there's somebody trying to go after it, right oh yeah straight up mm-hmm. we, we do have a community question um just uh, the the auditing strategy what is the auditing strategy like do you the, go get the, mm-hmm. sorry can you repeat like what is like I guess the external auditing strategy? Um, so as you can imagine, a lot of auditors are extremely busy, and to be very honest, a lot of them are like ending up on Rec News anyway. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, <laughs> so I think I think our approach, obviously, like chain security, very good, right? So. Thankfully, Julian has like a lot of contacts in the space, and of course himself and and like our team, um, we have like a big contingent who are focused on on security prior. Uh, so so we really use those like like literally like speak. That's this is why we have this concept of like first internally trying to break it, and then yeah. going to other teams and utilizing their experience. Right, like even like you guys, um, or like people. Let's say let's say we develop something on. I mean, uh, like different example, but like Solana or whatever, we'd want people who are like really deep into Rust, right? So mm-hmm. we'd find like the team who are building out on on Solana and we'd like kind of speak to them like, hey, this is the code, like, what do you think? And really it's about like not rushing stuff. Like we don't just try and push stuff out of, out of the door, right? Um, and as you can imagine, like, although there are different projects, there is somewhat of a proximity to, to Rec News because obviously Julian advises uh, and is like associated with that. But like they would have no mercy on us. Right. And can yeah, you, right. Like, yeah. I literally would have nightmares about this kind of stuff. So I think I think <laughs> that. Like, back. Yeah, man, I think they would even go harder because like, yeah, you know, like you, you hit your brother harder than you'd hit a randomer. Like, um, right. So. Yeah, I mean, I think I think our approach is really about like having different layers, particularly because like auditing firms, one, the best are always occupied. So yeah. you can you can use it to uh, in like steps, right? Like, can you review this like part of the strategy? This is connected to this, which you've already reviewed before. Like, do you think it's fine? And like iterate on it that way. And then just just through using like the network. So this is why it's so important to remain like friendly with the wider DeFi space one for like innovating new concepts together but also two like every now and then you need a hand right um and who better to do it than those building with you um and yeah that's that's kind of our that's kind of like our 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 approach and strategy um on on the flip side we do have like a catch-all kind of thing so we offer insurance through nexus mutual and we're working on something which is a little bit um more designed around like bounties just in case um mm-hmm. and of course uh i think i think we'll probably develop out something which is like a little bit more 
available for people to experiment with, so to speak. Um, so like they could push the the, ba the boundaries of whatever's possible without actually having to deploy on mainnet or having like funds at risk. So this would be something more like a, a simulator or, you know, like things like Tenderly. Um, right. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Got you. Yeah. So the name is Stake DAO, right? Yes. So there's the DAO at the end of it. How yes. do people how do people interact and how is the DAO governed? Cool. Yeah, really good question. So we actually we took a lot of time to define um, what we do and how we do it in our latest governance proposal. So this was, I think it's SDIP 9 or SDIP 8, maybe. Um, and essentially, we, we, we wrote out all of the different structures that exist within StakeDAO, which include like decision making frameworks, like delegated powers, um, sections within the, the team, so to speak. Um, obviously, it's like a bunch of freelancers all just like together sharing DGEN memes and stuff, right? But each one of these is focused on like a different aspect. So you might have some people who are focused like on marketing or like engineering, but like a subset of engineering, like the front end or like smart contracts or like DevOps or whatever. Um, so we have these like different, I guess, like colonies within the DAO. And then because we have a flat structure, we just kind of report into this central like forum or like parliament uh, and that's how we like self-govern inside and obviously there's different decision-making powers and uh, processes for achieving consensus so what we tried to do over like three four months was just write down all of these things and, and um, specify them in a really concise manner for the community and published our thoughts on foreign.stakedow.org which is kind of like most other um, like, for example, Ethereum, you know, it has like improvement proposals. It's the same kind of concept. So like uh, people can look at these discussions or suggestions posted onto the forum and then they can comment or ask for more information or, you know, clarify clarification, amendments, whatever. And then after uh, consensus has been reached there through just like discussion and comments, we can post it for on-chain voting. Um, and then you can vote with your XSDT or SDT tokens and kind of ratify these decision-making uh, processes on-chain. Um, and then it's just implemented, right? Because it's part of like the testaments of the DAO. Mm. So, so that's kind of how we do it. Um, yeah, I mean, we try and remain like as open as possible. So we do take feedback from, because obviously not everyone's going to write up a proposal. Um, we take feedback from like Discord or Telegram and we'll just invite like community members to be like, hey, like, okay, this was a cool idea. Can we ask you a couple questions about it? Um, and try and go through there. And then typically we'll like write up a proposal when it gets to that stage or if they can't do it, we'll like do it for them kind of thing. Um, but yeah, this is, this is something that we're really building out a lot more. We, um, we had a couple of people reach out to us actually following LizCon who knew about StakeDAO and they were like, uh relative like experts in this area and they were like hey like i'd love to work with you guys and they are actually now like part of the team like i have like calls with them pretty much every day and they're like hey we got this cool new concept or like this new process or whatever like we're gonna release it to the public see what they think i, I have a call with them today actually just after this um so yeah nice. keep That's... keep an eye out i mean those are the best you know like i think all of our hires post launch have been like through the community Yep. Just people yeah. that pick stuff up and say, hey, this doesn't work, or 
you know this exactly. could be improved. Um, I know yeah. one such person that's in the audience, <laughs> um, Royal Aid, and you know just people that are really helpful and eventually come on board. Um, yeah, this is the best, like the proactive. Yeah, like the 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 proactive people who like care about the project. They they're, they're kind of like mm -hmm. with you, right? Like they they're your homies. So, what, what like this random person is taking time out from their day to help better this thing which mm -hmm. like you should you should bring them along the journey those are like the best uh right. the best most motivated yeah yeah i mean it's it's passion they know the project they they know the community and the vibe so it, yeah it exactly really exactly now aside from voting what can people do with sdt um so you can um like this is the the thing which i mentioned before so you can like stake it into uh, a contract which we call the sanctuary so it's like the sanctuary for the elephants um mm. and uh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you got you like it um and uh, you can you can get a, a yield on that basically without having to like claim and compound your position or whatever it's just like a uh, gasless accruing yield which is based on the performance fees that the uh, other contracts like generate like from the strategies the staking etc um, so you can just earn a yield and like technically like if you put in one SDT and you never touch it again like generational wealth in a few years um, and and then what you can do is stake those XSDT which is like the yielding uh, version of that token into what we call the palace um, and that's where you earn these points which you can use to redeem mm -hmm. NFTs um, and soon much much more. Right, so you, these these can be thought of as like a in-game currency, so to speak. Gotcha. So, yeah, valueless, yeah. valueless in-game currency. Oh, but yeah, so, yeah. What what is yeah. the type of yield that, that you're getting right now, or like average yield? Uh, on on SDT or on the yeah, strategies? On SDT. So you can get like 24% on like the base, but then as I mentioned, like you have all of these like other different like things that you can do. So it's almost like a game, right? Like for example, if I got some points and I redeem this NFT, I can sell it straight away. And that I guess like adds to my yield, uh, which right. we've run some numbers and it actually like adds up to a lot. Or you can get like a different type of NFT, which boosts your return across stake DAO. So what we do is every week we take a snapshot of your deposits, right? And based on whatever value you're providing to the DAO in terms of like performance fees or like, uh, I don't know, say you're doing like something else cool for the DAO, um, you get a boosted yield. So it acts like a, it acts like a curve locker in a way, like a VE curve locker, but with an NFT, right? So if you've yeah. got it, then you, you get a boosted yield on your strategy deposits and that is like automatic. Um, and that is weighted more towards the smaller wallets like i mentioned before like we really wanted people to like get a reward for who are trying to like make it in crypto so to speak yeah. um so you, that can like boost your yield i think by up to like 50 percent, right so yeah you have you have like those and then every now and then we get like an airdrop randomly like some we'll find out like some project has taken a snapshot of everyone holding like xsct or sct or whatever so we'll just uh, we'll just sell that and like send it to send it to the users. I like that. I really like that a lot. I think the whole DAO. I mean, our DAO has been thinking about you know how can we engage like smaller people, like not smaller yeah, people. 
people with smaller token positions, right? Um, yeah, so yeah. it doesn't just become like a whale game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, but and then it's not to say like I'm a chimp. I'm a chimp. He's the whale. You're an elephant. <laughs> yeah, like we're we're, yeah, yeah, we're not we're not against we're not against small people or or big people. We love all kinds of people. Um, but I think I think we're also like it's just different strategies, right? Like someone who's like a BTC whale, like Kayla, would like to just get a return, right? right. On their btc they don't want to sell their btc they don't want to like risk putting it into some like smart contract or whatever they just want to yield um so we have like different strategies for those and different nfts actually for those as well like it's pretty crazy i think our unique uh tamil like our unique pythia uh, they all have really like um kind of like law type of names so if you look into the history and the metadata you'll find out a bunch of crazy info the guys went super deep but those those like larger NFTs, they sold for like hundred k or like two hundred k or whatever, and actually for like a large wallet, which is like, you know, like talking like one to five mil, they for them it represents a really good return because it boosts their yield and they can you know they get access mm-hmm. to like the arbitrage strategy or whatever. Um, so yeah, they can they can really stack that like twenty thirty percent up to three digits very quickly and and beyond as well and and the whole idea is that it's for everyone um right yeah so yeah that's that's kind of what you can do with sdt for for now okay (laughs) split your wallet right benjamin's gonna have to split his wallet yes all five dollars right um but Uh, but like i said for sdt the new kind of this like new thing that we will be releasing is going to you know really unlock a lot of that um influence for the tokens rather than just like yield like it's it's really about this new narrative around around DeFi about like governance and influence and and this new um uh, very special thing that we've been working on is really tied to unlocking governance power for for users and that will give sdt another utility awesome wow okay i'm gonna I'm gonna, everybody just hold up. I'm gonna open up quick and <laughs> start buying some SDT. Um, but yeah, that's great. Um, thank you so much for for answering those those questions. I, I did want to chat a little bit about our partnership, right? Um, you know how oh, we're yeah. gonna be working together. We've been chatting a while, right? Um, oh, about yes. different ways that we can collaborate. Wait, since when? You know, since this yeah. little little conference that I never talk about, uh, <laughs> HCC, you know, like my right hat, and nobody got except for me because you know, special. Yeah, man, we've we've known each other for a really long time now. Actually, I feel like I know you guys really well. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 been a, it's been quite a bit. Yeah, he came back with like uh, came back with like a little French mustache. Eating <laughs> <laughs> baguettes for like weeks. Oh yeah, man. man, flexing completely turned. beautiful. <laughs> I think I can see it now a little bit. No, no that's, just, that's just not speaking, man. There's uh, two, two different things. <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, we'd love to hear from you uh, if you could talk to the audience about what it is that our partnership is. Um, yeah, and what's being done. For sure, yeah. So I think um, I think it was Albert Einstein who described like lending as the eighth wonder of the world, right? Um, so I think that's really how we see Cheetah, the the eighth wonder of the world. Um, so we want to use, uh, like the best, most innovative products across DeFi. And I think one of the really, really cool things, which we discussed now, like a long time ago, 
and and the main narrative in DeFi was like lending and letting people, you know, um, obviously you had solutions like Aave, but they were a little bit more gated, so to speak. Like you had to have like a really like blue chip asset or whatever. And then even then you could only borrow like certain amounts of collateral and it was, it wasn't like great UX. So um, when we started exploring this, what we really wanted was to provide, uh, take the same, same ethos of like, it doesn't just have to be catered to whales, but um, let anyone get access to like lending uh, in a safe way and be able to either like mint some some kind of new token or you know borrow against their existing asset and be able to either get leverage or diversify or whatever else right for whatever reason or even just unlock a bit of collateral like if they wanted to i don't know make a down payment for a car or whatever um mm -hmm. so i i think that was like the main ethos which we were coming into it with cheat i know now since ecc you guys have like grown and you've released like a bunch of new features and uh like cross chain and all of this kind of exciting stuff which i think we're really really um we'll see a lot more our partnership grow into um but for now um the main thing is to offer uh essentially our, all of our users on polygon and avalanche in in those strategies to be able to yeah essentially get access to um lending markets for those strategy assets and one of the like really cool things which i like about the way that you guys do stuff is like you can have a token which is yield bearing right uh, borrow something from that and then essentially your yield just pays off your loan over time like I know it doesn't exactly work like that but like at a high level um, and 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 yeah I think I think once once you open up this barrier of being able to unlock uh, I guess a portion of your of your capital um, the whole world's our oyster right so I think we can we can expect to see a lot of like custom kind of strategies maybe built on top or maybe something yeah. something like automatic like leverage or like polygon obviously like transaction speeds and transaction costs are really cheap right so could even yeah. i don't know like imagine trading trading some like coins on on leverage like live like creating like a 10 times buy on a position or like 10 times short or whatever creating like derivatives or like options whatever else um right have you been speaking to our team about what's in our pipeline <laughs> yeah, man. Why, why, why do you think I call Benjamin so much? <laughs> right, yeah. I, I do think, like, you know, once you unlock, like, leverage, I mean, by leverage, I mean lending, you can do mm. so much, um, especially when you guys having so, you know, such fancy strategies, like, you can put that on top and then just, you know, go wild, really. With, with yeah, strategies. and I think, I think, like, one of the cool things which I do want to mention as well, like, the reason why we wanted to work with you guys is there's like this intangible concept around like certain teams who deliver what they what they say right like there's a lot of people who can promise like a roadmap or whatever but there's very few people who say something and then deliver it um and you guys have always been like extremely professional like always available any type of questions it's like an open collaborative environment for building um and i think that's what really differentiated you guys from like the hundred other like lending slash like uh, i don't know leverage protocols out there um so yeah i just quickly wanted to shout that out and i think we, did, we didn't pay him i promise <laughs> <laughs> not that much at least right not yet, not yet. Um, i do have, i do have a question about like what like uh so for for us it's zero zero percent interest uh, loans mm -hmm. how big of a difference is that to you guys um compared to i guess 
a lot of these other, I mean, other projects without, out without there naming any without others. naming yeah. any other ones um, that do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think obviously it makes like a difference to us, but the best thing is like it also makes a difference to the user, mm-hmm. right? Like they don't have to worry about okay, these are like the interest rates or whatever. Like then I got to factor in this extra cost and how does that affect mm-hmm. my like liquidation ratio? All of this like different kind of stuff, um, which I think is really really special about Cheetah. To to be honest, um, I think in the end it benefits users quite a lot. For us, naturally, we want to give our users the best experience. Um, and when someone's promising like something zero percent it's like okay what's the catch like uh, is this a rug pull like is this something else but obviously like you guys we know you really well and we've seen your seen and tested your product so um yeah i think i think it just makes a lot of sense to be honest the only thing that we need from you is to is to quickly go on other chains so that so that we can we can integrate you everywhere (laughs) right no yeah we we're just like you guys i think we we just want to be in all these chains and really push this cross-chain narrative so yeah yeah yeah. this is literally just like step one of uh a lot of a lot of partnership stuff we can do together yeah yeah exactly and and i think we we offer like a a blend of experiences and it's always cool to see what happens when when you just get in a room with a bunch of talented people and and have a blank whiteboard so yeah i'm really looking forward to the future let's see that's awesome uh, we do want to respect your time. I think we went way over uh, the time that we had promised you. <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> it's, been a, a, it's been a pleasure. We know you have a busy day and you mentioned a call after this. Um, is there anything you wanted to maybe ask the Cheetah community uh, before uh, before we let you go? Absolutely. Yeah. I think one of the things we're really big on is um, strong ideas, but held weekly. And and what I mean by that is like believing in in what you're what you're doing currently, but being open to to feedback and criticism, um, in in all formats that it comes. So you know, if you guys are users of the platform or you're going on it first time, if you have any like initial thoughts or things that could be better, things that are just downright wrong or whatever, you know, like reach out to us. It can be any kind of medium, even through like Cheetah or whatever, um, and we'll try and integrate that feedback. I think one thing to keep in mind might be um, uh, painful, relatively painful experiences that they might have experienced with other integrations and things they'd like to see be avoided in the future um, mm. so that we can make this like as smooth and as uh, scalable a process for everyone. Perfect. Yeah, that's what I love about DeFi. It's, it's not like, you know, if you don't like something at Walmart, you're not going to just talk to the CEO, right? <laughs> exactly. Hey, guys, yeah. uh, you know, can you get more of this, right? But with Stakedown, yeah, like, exactly. you can just talk to Hatashi. You can yeah, spam man. his team. Feel free, right? For sure. Always available. And, like, even you don't have to talk to anyone. Just if you you can make a proposal, right? And if enough of the community believe in it, then then here we go. I love Beautiful. it. What, what is the best way to uh, join your community? Um, so we're on Telegram, so it's a uh, staked out HQ. Uh, we're also on like Discord, Twitter. The forum is just forum uh, stakedout.org. All of these links are on our website, so stakedout.org. So like literally, if you just go there or even just go to our Twitter, um, you can see literally everything. Like they're all in the footer and kind of uh, on like the sidebar and stuff, so you can't miss it. Um, but if you if you do, just reach out to me on Twitter um or just dm me or you know on telegram or whatever and we can 
we can we can go from that. Perfect. Somebody did ask, like, if you know, we talked to a lot of a lot of things here. Um, if somebody wants to get involved in StakeDAO, they want to use their products. Where do they go first? What's uh, step one for them? Step one, I think one of the really cool things that someone from the community did was film a tutorial about like what StakeDAO is, and it's on YouTube. Um, so I just go to YouTube, which is also linked in the in the footer. And it's just like a really simple, clear walkthrough. We tweeted one, actually, one of the videos today, which was about the option strat. So I'd, I'd probably start there, just like watch the video, listen to what it's about. And if you find something interesting, you can jump onto the academy or just dump like straight into the app. Um, if you need a bit of guidance, you can come to Twitter and, and Discord. And we've got a bunch of like community members who have become mods, essentially, um, who, can, who can help you out. Um, but yeah, like I said, like even I, I reached out to Julian randomly through the internet, right? And so many people have done that with us as well. So you can always just do that. Like just get at us anywhere you want. We just want this feedback. Perfect. Beautiful. Awesome. Well, thank you so much uh, for your time. It was really a pleasure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, man. It's been it's been great to talk to you guys. Thank you both for your time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and in return, you're not going to put us on wreck, right? Yeah, that was a good right? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man. Uh, Wrecked is completely anonymous, so I can't confirm. Right, that. yeah, we don't, we don't know who's in Wrecked. Right? And, uh, and Wrecked holds no punches. So this, this 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 is something which, I don't know, you, you can DM them about on Twitter if you want. Yes, no. awesome. Well, Perfect. thank you so much for your time, and thanks, everybody, for watching. Um, until next time. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. See you.